Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. My name is Marjorie Frymouth, and it is the Christmas season. By the time this episode comes out, it will officially be after Thanksgiving, which in my mind is the real start of the Christmas season. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I would love to extend it right up until after Halloween, but I just have this these rules that I have to follow in my mind. And one of them is Christmas doesn't start until after Thanksgiving because you can't usurp Thanksgiving. So that's my deal. Although that is why in other countries, which we're going to get to, like in Taiwan, Christmas season starts right after Halloween because they don't have the buffer of Thanksgiving to push back Christmas. So that's a whole other thing. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But we are talking Christmas around the world in this episode. And I didn't want to try to tackle like Christmas traditions in every country because you can find listicles for that online. Maybe we'll do that next year. Um, I just wanted to talk about some of the Christmas experiences that I've had around the world and then also just look at some of the famous places to celebrate Christmas around the world if you were traveling during that time of year. I would say, I actually didn't look this up, just speaking off the top of my head, I would say it's not a primary tourism season in general, but being a big holiday that is widely celebrated around the world, of course, people are going to travel during that time or they're going to try to find like the most festive place to be, which you'll see all of the top destinations are incredibly festive, oozing festivity. So I've spent a number of Christmases abroad, and the first thing I want to touch on, the big classic Christmas tradition in a large part of the world are Christmas markets. So this is huge in Europe. You may have seen them kind of recreated in other parts of the world as well, but the European Christmas markets are very, very special. If you ever get the chance to go to one or to experience Christmas in Europe, I highly recommend it. It's the most festive you could possibly feel. And so I've experienced the Christmas markets in Vienna, in Austria, which are some of the best, I will say. I think they're they're right up there on most people's lists. Also in Dresden, Germany, I went to Dresden for a day trip over the Christmas season. And then also when I was living in the Czech Republic, We had a little Christmas market in the local town square in the city where I lived, which was Liberets in the Czech Republic. So in a couple different countries, I've I've been to Christmas markets and they're all obviously each one is different within a city or within a country, uh, but they all have similar vibes. You know, they are these little towns or little little city blocks, town blocks that are set up with um, little wooden huts. I keep using the word little, but these tiny wooden huts. And they're all, you know, decorated with evergreen or fur or lights or anything to make them just cozy and kind of like Santa's village-esque. And you can find everything from uh, food and drink to enjoy right then at the moment. You know, all kinds of like hearty foods and sweets and pastries and all kinds of drinks. Mulled wine is a huge thing throughout Christmas markets. And I'm sorry, I'm just jumping all around. I did have an organization for this episode, but I'm just jumping into all different aspects that I wanted to talk about. Um, In Vienna, I imagine this is true in other countries, but in the Christmas markets in Vienna, 
There's a process where if you buy a drink, you pay also a deposit for a mug. So you get a real ceramic mug usually, which just adds to the whole charm because you're not walking around with like paper cups or anything. So you get this real mug. And then if you return it after you finish your drink, you'll get your deposit back. Usually it's like one or two euros, I think. But each Christmas market then also has its own mug design for that year. So you could collect by year, you could collect by market, you could do all of them. You just don't return your mug afterwards. You get to keep it and you don't get your deposit back, but that's fine. So I do have one mug from the Schönbrunn uh, Christmas market in Vienna that would have been... 2018, I think I was there. So that's another really fun thing that you can do at Christmas markets. So going back, there's food, there's drink, there's all kinds of presents, you know, there's ornaments, um, other handmade things, crafts, there's toys for kids, there are like foodstuffs, you know, if you wanted to buy like spices or herbs or prepared noodles or soaps or just anything. It's like a, a craft fair or an art show on steroids. <laughs> um, but the best, just the best possible things. And I'm finding it hard to come up with the richest vocabulary possible to truly impart on you just how special these Christmas markets are and just how Christmassy they make you feel, but they are really, really special. So going back to the classic Viennese Christmas markets, there are a couple things to know about them. Um, Well, first of all, they're all over the city. I mean, there are just dozens and dozens from some of the big, well-known touristy ones to some maybe more hidden local ones. I'm actually just doing a quick Google search right now. I didn't think to look up ahead of time if there's ever a number or a count on how many Christmas markets there are in Vienna. Uh, This says that there are more than 20. Yeah, I will say there's definitely more than 20. Um, This says official Christmas markets. I don't know. Maybe you can just set up a few stalls and call it a Christmas market as well, but definitely more than 20 in Vienna. And each one has its own reputation and vibe and things that it's known for. You can have the big touristy ones to, like I said, the smaller, cute ones, more local or more indie alternative. Uh, I think there's one that's all like organic. So they each have their own personality, shall we say. And because there's so many, you know, even though a city is a decent size, but there are so many of these that it's easy to just like walk through a part of the city, like the inner city and hit a dozen of them or maybe, you know, six to 10 of them in one go. They just kind of blend into one another, bleed into one another. And you're in this Christmas market and you walk out of it and walk a block, but then you're in another one. So it's really easy to make a day of it and just see several different markets within the city. And I did find this uh, a rather amusing quote from the site visitingvienna.com. They said, Quote, in recent years, the Vienna authorities and market organizers have worked hard to ensure an almost complete absence of tackiness from the proceedings. As a consequence, the Christmas markets are generally a tasteful affair, where plastic is rare and wood, straw, glass, and fabric, and enough food and drink to feed a blue whale, dominate. So I think that's funny. It's a funny way to put it, but it's also true. And it's like I said, with the the mugs, you get these real ceramic mugs as opposed to giving out plastic cups or paper cups or things like that. So even though they are a major tourist draw, I think there is definitely an attempt to keep them as authentic and just not kitschy, not tacky um, as much as they possibly can. Although some, some more so than others for sure. 
So some of the big ones, like I already mentioned, the Schönbrunn uh, Christmas Market, which is at the Schönbrunn Palace. So that one, I would say, is like very classy because you have the backdrop of the palace behind it. Um, I was there. There was like a, a brass band playing when I was there, and I just remember it felt very twinkly and and definitely classier. I also went to the Karlsplatz Christmas Market, which is front in front of the Charles Church, a very beautiful church in Vienna, and. I think that was one of the first ones I went to in the day. I think that's where I had my uh, glue vine, my mold wine. Well, the first one of that day, at least. Um, and that one is known for being a little bit more, I think I read like a little bit more indie. Um, it's still a major Christmas market, but maybe a little bit more unique, a little more like arts and crafts focused than some of the other ones. Definitely a lot of hand goods being sold there. There's also the Karlsplatz Christmas Market, which is another huge one. Again, if you don't know Vienna, this doesn't mean much to you, but if you've been to Vienna, you know that Karlsplatz is like a major center of the city, so that's a big Christmas market. There's also the one at the Maria uh, Maria Theresa. <laughs> I'm fumbling over all these pronunciations. Um, the Maria Theresian Platz. I think I said that close to close to correct. Oh my gosh, all my my Austrian friends are appalled right now. Um, it's been so long since I've tried to speak German. Anyway, so that is another big Christmas market because it's in the huge open square between two major museums in the city. Um, so that is another one I went there. I think. I never thought to rank these, but I would say that was probably one of my favorites that I went to. Um, then there is the major like official tourist one, which is at the Rathausplatz, which is the city hall. Um, so the the one in front of city hall is enormous and it's connected to like an ice skating rink and it's just huge and the most, the, the tackiest of this not so tacky um, tradition in Vienna. It was still fun. I still really, really enjoyed it, but people will tell you that it is not a super traditional or, you know, like organic smaller type thing it's you know it's it's major it's a tourist draw um but that's fine you know it was still gorgeous and cute and had lots of twinkle lights and all of that so I loved it what can I say um and then in Liberets, what I remember from the town that I lived in in the Czech Republic, that was cool because I actually wasn't there for Christmas I traveled to Greece that Christmas so we'll talk about that in a second but I got to see all of the festivity leading up to it so the whole square turned into this Christmas market. So I got to walk through it every day, which meant that I was very frequently uh, eating and drinking things from that Christmas market because I was there so often. But the one thing that really stands out to me from that time is a pastry called Tradelnik. Again, apologies. My check was, was never great and it's been... Uh, seven, eight years since I've spoken it. Uh, but Tradelnik is called a spit cake. And so it's like dough wrapped around a cylinder and then grilled, rotated over a fire, um, sort of like you'd cook a hot dog maybe. Um, and then they are topped with various diff different toppings like cinnamon and sugar or chocolate or nut, you know, ground nut mixtures. And you you get this kind of like hollow log because then they're taken off the the spit, taken off the form, and it's like this wrapped hollow log of dough. And it's 
fantastic. It's delicious. I'll post pictures if I have them. And that is not specific to the Czech Republic. I know it's kind of a regional thing. I also came across it once in Spain and I got so excited. (laughs) Um, If you've ever traveled or lived in another place and then you find something that you remember from that original location, you just, you know the feeling. You just get so excited at finding something that reminds you of that, that trip or that other living abroad experience. So anyway, um, Tradelnik, which is probably known by different names in different countries, is a very classic Christmas market food, pastry, and it is quite tasty. So moving away from the Christmas markets a little bit, as I mentioned, uh, the year that I was living in the Czech Republic, I actually spent Christmas in Greece. So that was my experience of traveling during the holiday season, which I actually haven't done much of. I think that is the only time I've spent Christmas away from wherever I was living. So I will say in Greece, Christmas winter is not the tourist season. So that was good in many respects because it was not crowded and prices were quite a bit lower and all of that. It also meant that on Christmas Day and the few days around it, and also just during that time of year, winter in general, a lot of things are closed. So you know, it's it's pros and cons, it's win and lose. You get cheaper prices, there's not as many people, but also it's not as easy to do things. Um, and especially on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve itself, everything was closed. There was some festivity in some of the cities, you know, decorations and things like that, but largely it really felt like more of a family holiday, so nothing was really happening publicly for it. It just everything shut down. Um, so take that into consideration if you're ever going to travel over the holidays. Are you going to a place that is going to publicly celebrate, or is it a case of like everyone goes to their families and the whole city shuts down? Definitely something to think about. Overall, I mean, I would say I definitely enjoyed that holiday in Greece. It was really fun. The whole trip was a great experience, and you know, being there for Christmas was also pretty special, but there wasn't, if I'm remembering correctly, there wasn't really anything to do because it was Christmas there. So the last place that I have spent Christmas abroad is in Taiwan. I've spent, oh my gosh, let me count, um, probably four Christmases in Taiwan, five Christmas seasons, four actual Christmases, because I went home one year, um, and Christmas in Taiwan is fascinating. So it's not a it's not an official public holiday. It's not a public holiday at all, but it's also like not officially a holiday that people really celebrate there because it's not traditionally a Christian country. Um, but they have majorly adopted it in a cultural way. They they go gung ho for Christmas culturally now. In the sense that, like I said, immediately after Halloween, which let's just note that Halloween is also not traditionally celebrated there, but it's, you know, all of the Western and American holidays and just things in general are encroaching on other parts of the world. So like Halloween, even just spending five years in Taiwan, I saw the difference in how many children were aware of it or were you know, doing something to celebrate with their families, even outside of their American schools, their English schools, because English schools always celebrate these American holidays. But the number of kids who were just aware of it in general, who had Halloween costumes, all that stuff rose like crazy in just five years. So with Christmas, it's the same. Um, It's not technically a holiday, 
I would say most people don't celebrate it, but a large majority like would decorate for it. And many of my students were getting presents on Christmas, even though it wasn't a public holiday. So they had to open their presents before they came to school on Christmas Day, which is just hilarious to me. A lot of them will put up Christmas trees, like I said, decorations just to sort of celebrate this I almost want to say like universal holiday at this point. It almost is just like a worldwide thing um, divorced from religion or anything like that. So the city, the country, but specifically Taipei, the capital city, just goes hardcore for the decorations. Every single you know, shopping center, uh, plaza, apartment building has a huge usually tacky, Christmas tree. Um, There's Christmas music being played absolutely everywhere. I think I even saw like a bus driver on a public bus dressed up as Santa Claus one year. It's just full on. There are like sort of Christmas Christmas markets, but in a different sense, like Christmas kind of like amusement parks um, set up on the outskirts of the city. And in the few years that I was there, the later latter few years that I was there, uh, they also had European style Christmas markets. Not, not completely right, but a, a decent attempt at European style Christmas market to showcase like international goods and just bring a different Christmas experience to the city. Because like I said, they're all about it. So they're all about um, importing or incorporating these different cultural versions of Christmas. So um, yes, you might find like a French Christmas market or something like that in Taipei. But then there's that that weird dichotomy that I already touched on that it's not a public holiday. So the whole city goes like so gung-ho for it in the weeks and months leading up to it. But then on the actual holiday, it's completely anticlimactic because nothing closes. Everything's open. If it's a weekday, people are working like usual. And in general, most people, it seems like, don't even care. You might get like a Merry Christmas at your work or something. You know, if like me, if you were a teacher, you're definitely doing something at school. But in general, it's not super important. It's more like the the season or the lead up to it is what's really exciting for the public there. So yeah, Christmas in Taiwan is very, very interesting. And then, of course, just talking generally, of course, there are specific cultural traditions that are really fascinating around the world. You know, the countries that celebrate um, like the Advent period or Three Kings Day, Three Kings Day um, in January or different like traditions or rituals that different countries practice. So I think all of that is really interesting, but I didn't want to get into that this time. I mean, we have to save something for next year's episode. <laughs> um, but I wanted to touch on just the things that I had personally experienced in Christmases abroad, and then also talk about some of the famous destinations to experience Christmas in other countries. This was actually a very hard list to compile, and it is by no means complete. These are just a few places that I saw mentioned many times. And again, you're sort of stuck in this situation of you know, take take France or Germany, France or Germany, or, you know, so many European countries, like almost anywhere in those countries would be great to travel for Christmas. You know, probably every single village has an amazing Christmas market and is cute and quintessential and all of that. So it's very, very hard to make a list of like the top destinations for Christmases around the world. But I tried. Here, here are some that came up on many lists. Um, the first thing I wrote was just anywhere in Europe. 
And again, I don't mean to be like super Eurocentric about this, but uh, Europe does go pretty hardcore for Christmas with the traditions and, you know, the historical tradition of Christianity there. So I think that is why I'm so focused on Europe. It's also where I've spent Christmases before. Um, but shout out your own country. You know, if you live in South America or Australia or Africa, what, what's Christmas like for you? Tell me all about that. I'm I'm actually genuinely quite curious, especially in the Southern Hemisphere where you're uh your your seasons and your climate are a little bit opposite than what Americans would typically think of as a classic quintessential Christmas. So let me know how that is. I would love to hear. Um, so first of all, anywhere in Europe, um, Vienna, Austria, or also I saw Salzburg, Austria mentioned as another place there. You know, France, uh, Strasbourg, France was one that came up quite a bit. Belgium, um, Tallinn, Estonia. I will say Tallinn is probably one of the cutest places I've ever been. It's the capital of Estonia. And I remember thinking that it felt like a fairy tale come to life. And I was only there in like spring or summer. So it, it wasn't even Christmas season and it still felt like a fairy tale. So I imagine that one would be great. Also Reykjavik, Iceland, the capital of Iceland. Uh, Prague, Czech Republic, of course, very great. Amsterdam, the Netherlands, Malta. Malta is apparently renowned for their nativity scenes, going to see like different setups of the nativity. Germany, um, of course, Dresden, Nuremberg. Nuremberg also came up on many lists for their Christmas markets and Christmas season. And then there are many places that are Christmas destinations because of their tie or association to Santa Claus. So you may have heard this one in Lapland, Finland. Um, oh boy, I did not look up this pronunciation. Rovanami. I'm going to leave this in just so you can laugh at me, but I'm also going to look it up right now. All right, Rovaniemi. Rovaniemi is what I'm hearing for that. So again, that is in Finland and it's in the Arctic Circle and it's basically considered Santa's village. So, you know, it's all set up like Santa's village, Santa's workshop. You can go make cookies with Mrs. Claus. You can go to elf school. You can go sledding. Just everything that you would imagine being able to do at the North Pole, you can in fact do in Finland. Another one is a place called quite literally North Pole, Alaska. So that is very similar. They, they've they got the name going for them too. And it's kind of a Santa's village situation that is, you know, great for children, great for visiting. Other quintessential places in the U.S. would be New York City. You've got your Rockefeller Center, your ice skating, your Christmas tree, all that jazz. Um, also the Rockettes, which are famous for their Christmas, well, famous for many reasons, but their Christmas show. Uh, one that came up on a list was Woodstock, Vermont, for its kind of quaintness and Christmas charm, and there's usually snow. Um, shout out to v Vermont and snow for anyone who knows White Christmas. That's a classic in my family. Another random one for me, just because I don't know, was Leavenworth, Washington, but it's supposedly looks like a Bavarian village, or it's like a Bavarian village on the edge of the Cascades, so you might get some of that uh, European mountain charm, but in America. Boston. Boston was on a couple lists just for its old-fashioned Christmas, like in a city, more city environment. And then Quebec um, in Canada, also Montreal in Canada. So really, this is an impossible list to pare down because so many cities 
uh, do such a great job of embracing the Christmas spirit and festivity in their cities during this time of year. So really, this was just like a very, very small sampling of places that you could go and have an absolutely wonderful Christmas, I'm sure. Another one that came up uh, was Honolulu, Hawaii. And so that would be an example of one of those Christmases that is flipped for the non-traditional snowy environment. That would be a tropical Christmas. I Well, I was about to say, if you've ever spent Christmas in a tropical environment, tell me what it's like. But I spent Christmases in Taiwan, um, which is not 100% tropical, but is definitely very temperate. So I was used to not having the classic snow and snuggliness and cuddles and all of that. And it was a little bit weird. You know, as someone who grew up in Maine and in recent years has spent Christmases in Colorado, I very much associate white Christmases and snow with that season. So it was a little bit weird. And I found that being in Taiwan, I really, despite the Christmas stuff absolutely everywhere, I really had to push myself internally to get into the Christmas spirit, which frankly, I don't mind doing. I enjoy that very much, but I had to make a little bit more of an effort than I would living in a place like I do now in Colorado, where I can walk outside and feel that chill in the air and immediately get a little bit of the Christmas season. So that was my experience with a more temperate Christmas. But, you know, if you're from Hawaii, if you're from the Southern Hemisphere, I would love to hear what that's like for you. And I also don't want to discount all of the other holidays that happen around this time of year because this is a festive time of year for many different cultures and religions and all of that. Um, So I am well aware that Christmas is not the only one nor the primary one for many people out there. I just wanted to cover it because it is a holiday that I celebrate and it's a holiday that I've celebrated around the world and I know many other people do. So this was dedicated to Christmas, but Christmas is absolutely not the only one out there. So that being said, I have so many shout outs for this episode. What holidays do you celebrate around this time of year? How do you celebrate? Have you celebrated in different countries? What have the differences or similarities been in experiencing the same holiday in different cultures? I would love to hear about that. How do you celebrate Christmas? What are your favorite traditions? What country are you from? Anything. Tell me about any holiday this time of year. I would love to hear it. You can send those stories to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for all kinds of cute small town Christmas charm in Colorado at Going Out Your Door. Also on Facebook at Going Out Your Door and on Twitter at Going Out Your. And I will talk to you next time with more seasonal end of year topics here on Going Out Your Door. Mm-hmm.